for joining XROM, which is India's first ARVR focus podcast. And today, I'm delighted to have with me Kisan Lin, who's been part of companies such as TikTok and Facebook. And currently, she's the co-founder at Mindverse AI, a company that provides mind as a service to businesses and individuals. So, Kisan, really appreciate you taking time and being part of the podcast. Why don't we start with a small, brief introduction and background? Yeah, thank you, Adi, for bringing me on board and uh, and making such introduction. Uh, I'm Kisun. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Mindverse AI. We are an AGI company that tries to help everyone uh, make AI agents by themselves. So imagine that this is a Shopify for AI, where you can customize your AI agents that, that can accompany you or work for you or uh, doing these all these entertainment tasks for you. So just like anything that you want, you can customize your workflow here. Um, but not only you can customize your own AI agents, but also there are a lot of AI agents built by other people on the platform. So you can chat with them and explore uh, what are possible in there. You mentioned that your company is working on AGI and it, it's going to be a platform where custom uh, retail shops could uh, would be able to leverage that and communicate with their customers. And even it would allow people to build their own applications. So, so I would want to get into that more and also AGI and, and what exactly that you're doing. But I guess it'll be nice if you could, you know, start with kind of, you know, explaining what AI is and also maybe generative AI, because that seems to be in the hype cycle. So maybe it will be good if you could start from there. A brief introduction is that generative AI basically is a machine learning framework that allows the AI to produce images or texts so those data, imagine that those data are not produced by human. They are produced by the by the machines. And that is generative AI. They can generate things for you, generate like images, generate texts, generate services. And so um, a common example of generative AI is basically the, you know, the GANs that we uh, usually hear about, generative adversarial networks. And this is a type of machine learning uh, system that consists of a generator network and a discriminator discriminator network. So I, I won't go into like tag details, but just remember, like when you are using Midjourney, this is generative AI. Um, and artificial general intelligence, on the other hand, is AI that artificial intelligence that can have like supreme intelligence on a general, you know, broadly uh, vast disciplines. So for instance, it not only can generate text, but it also can understand uh, code, understand symbols, understand your human emotions, et cetera. And how to have a machine network or a machine frame, uh, machine learning framework that understand a broad discipline of things. So uh, there are several you know, ways to achieve that. And one of the most common way that we see nowadays with ChatGPT is large language models. So by putting a large uh, set of parameters, uh, mimicking the neural, mimicking the the, the the neural network that you know human beings have, um, the machine machine is able to process a lot of information, a lot of data, and to form its own understanding of broad disciplines of knowledge. And so AGI is basically more like us. We can understand a lot of different tasks. And we can we can do a lot of different things. Uh, they not necessarily need to be like one man is good at maths and another is good at Chinese or English. Um, but it could be like everyone is flexible and can be possible of learning everything. So that is AGI. Um, and 
AI, broadly speaking, is basically, you know, we we all talked about AI. It's uh, it's like our, a machine can help humans achieve a lot of tasks, can help human in, enhance their efficiency in doing their work, and can also um, be like developed into digital beings. So imagine that all the sci-fi's that we see, we read, and the movies that we watched. Um, if you have if you have watched the movie Her, the the this method is basically a typical AI that we envision to happen in the future, and that is AGI, or like the Javas in the Iron Man series, that is also an AGI who, uh, super assistant who can who can be able to do anything. Um, so that's that's a basic introduction. I hope, right. hope that's useful. Yeah, completely, Kisan. Really appreciate you kind of, you know, I mean, giving an overview of, of what AI, AGI, and, and generative AI is. And, and I mean, you rightfully explained, I mean, you know, generate, uh, artificial general intelligence would be able to do anything and everything that we humans do. It'll uh, have general uh, knowledge, you know, not just the narrow intelligence, maybe, you know, what uh, the AI has, uh, you know, our current AI systems has and gen AI, uh, which has the uh, like the GANs, uh, the underlying tech behind it, the GANs behind it. And through it, you you know, you could just put in a couple of prompts and the prompts kind of gives you whatever you desire. I mean, out of it, you know, whether it's uh, text to images, text to video, text to 3D, text to search and so on and so forth. So I think we're getting into a very, very exciting world. And then obviously yeah. besides the, the AI, Gen AI and AGI field, which we'll get into later, is also this field of metaverse. And and, and sometimes what, what what's happening is this, all of these tech stack is kind of converging. You know, we're we getting... Uh, post covid we've been accelerated into a world yeah. where the you know we we largely getting into the the virtual world I, the reason i say this is because i've got an 8 year old boy and mm. he largely lives uh, on these uh, virtual worlds such as you know uh, <laughs> roblox and yeah. you know and things like that and 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 i believe that i think the the companies and the the brands needs to be cognizant about this move of these future generation who are, who are transitioning from the physical to the virtual world and the virtual world i think is going to be as economically uh, valuable as a physical world so and you've been part of some of the largest companies in a meta, which has been kind of like forefronting the metaverse and also by dance. Yeah. Would you be able to kind of give give us an overview of the what the metaverse is and and what's what's this AI and uh, metaverse convergence which is happening, and the value? Right, right. Oh, that's a very broad question, and it's very futuristic. I like it. <laughs> I was also wondering like what your son would think because we are like of different generations and each generation think of the future, think of the technology in a very different way. Um, and so, you know, when I was working at Meta, uh, we, you know, I was in, I was in the corporate strategy team and we were helping the XR team building the, the, the future narrative towards their, uh, towards Oculus. And we were thinking about imagining like, you know, how can, how can we bring the town hall or sitting room or bedroom kind of environment to the to the XR interface? And this this definitely provokes provoked a lot of thinking because you know from internet to mobile internet a lot of things changed because the touch point the GUI is different. You know from uh, clicking on the mouse, clicking on the keyboard to touching on the on the screen and you being able to access to the internet 
all the time will give you a lot of convenience um, and that enables the whole delivery uh the whole apps uh the whole like cab calling all these convenient apps uh and messaging apps as well right and what about AR with AR and VR, and we have a completely different world. And now the digital world and the physical world will, will just converge even more, even more closely. And just imagine like you can, you know, when you are walking on the street, you can see all the digital information of everything that's appearing in front of you. And that's truly informative. Um, and just imagine that when you are, you know, walking on the street or when you are sitting at home, you can have a virtual uh, assistant or a virtual company sitting beside you and watching movies together with you. Or when you are doing interviews, you wear your AR glasses and you can see all the scripts on your AR glasses. And now you can all, you can be like interview killer. You can, you can like nail all the interviews all at once. And so there are so many possibilities with XR. Um, but the, the thing is, when we truly set up this business, uh, Mindverse, we also discussed about how you know, AI and metaverse can converge because that is that is the trend, believe it or not. And we are deep believer of, you know, technology will advance our, our daily life and will make our daily life more, uh, more, more, you know, efficient. And being utility driven is one of our vision. And also being, um, you know, being at the convergence of different technologies is definitely something that we aim for. So especially when we, when we launched this project, it was like, uh, it was like 2021 and 2022. And by that time, everyone was talking about metaverse. No, no one was talking about AGI back then. <laughs> so when we were trying to raise funding um, and when we were like thinking about the vision of the company, we, we really thought, you know, what, what would things in metaverse look like? What can AI change? What, can, what, what role can AI play in metaverse in the future? And one thing that came to our mind is, you know what, from... PC to mobile to XR, one thing that changed the most is interaction. You know, UI, UX. The in human machine interaction changes a lot given the different devices. And with XR, human machine interaction is not going to be like touch screen, it's not going to be voice control. It's going to be a, a whole combination of voice control, gesture, and your facial expression and everything. And that requires a whole different operating system. It also means that in a world where, you know, digital world and physical world converges together, you need to have generative AI to generate all the content all at once. For instance, when you, when you try to, you know, do Pokemon Go with AR, XR glasses, it's not like you go on touch screen and then try to catch the Pokemons. It's like you can all at once emerge yourself and wear virtual clothing and play it around with the Pokemons on the playground. And how who is going to come up with the virtual clothing? Generative AI. And also imagine like you wearing XR glasses and try to do fitness app. Instead of like still selecting on the various pre-recorded videos, the best way of interaction is on the app, you immediately see a virtual fitness coach who can coach you and who can, who can just like be one-on-one -on -one coach um, together and, and do, do the fitness training together with you. And so we thought about that and we think, well, language, natural language as the universal AI, uh, universal UI is going to be a trend as the convergence of metaverse and AI. And then there comes the generative AI, which will provide real time, more personalized, more immersed content and services. In the next few years, 
when uh, we break away from a 2D interface and get into the 3D world powered by these HMDs, which are possibly as light as this, and has the utility to of whatever you mentioned, you know, where we instead of us going to the school or going to the healthcare or to the work, that work, school and healthcare coming to us, I, I think that will be such a a a, a ground breaking uh, moment for humanity, you know, where I think then truly we, we, we humans would then possibly, you know, maybe value and understand that we live in a hyper-connected world and, and that uh, the current way of c- over-consumption uh, without conservation which is leading us to a global crisis will possibly take us to a world where, I mean, I'm not uh, saying that we all would want to get into the metaverse, but, you know, we would be saving a carbon footprint and there there could be more family time. We we could really get into a a great world, but that still is a little far away because we still haven't managed to miniaturize the batteries and and, and, and processing power. And so (laughs) to to these, you know, I mean, these glasses, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's, that's all heard which we we are going to overcome and there's going to be a huge huge opportunity you know and 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 i think all businesses individuals and even content creators uh, uh, should be leveraging this opportunity so this opportunity that we're talking about mindverse is trying to leverage that you guys at the forefront of it can you talk about this uh the what this opportunity is going to be maybe elaborate on the opportunity and mindverse ai what are you guys doing to leverage the opportunity when my co-founder and i uh, talked about this business idea in back in like 2021 we thought that there are four phases um that ai could change the world or agi could change you know at least apps and software so phase 1 is that ai changes the the way information is to is to distribute it and that has already happened it created a lot of billion dollar companies like tiktok like facebook like google and so that already happened and phase two is that language natural language as ui lui will be a good combination together with GUI. And so LUI in, com- in combination with, with GUI will change the app landscape because all of a sudden you have every app being capable of doing a lot of things. Um, so apps are no longer restrained with their GUI design, but they can they can be capable of uh, achieving a lot of, uh, providing a lot of functionalities to people. And so what matters more is the data with the app. And so that's the second phase. And that phase, luckily, is happening right now with all these co-pilots and with like Neil being together with ChatGPT. So it's happening now. And even Sam Altman is talking about LUI right now, right? So so I think that this is happening right now on mobile. And, uh, you know, when it comes to metaverse, LUI will take more pro- proportion of, uh, of of the UI, of the interaction, uh, given the, the, the nature of the device. But with mobile, GUI is still going to be dominant, but LUI can be a very good combination. And so the third phase, when we, when we pass the second phase, the third phase will be LUI in combination with generative AI. So generative AI is really capable of generating content in real time and in a very personalized way. And what will happen when we combine LUI with, with like generative AI? Well, that's AI agents that we see on the screen. So 
so as mentioned, if you if you open a fitness app, you no longer see a lot of pre-recorded videos, and you have to select. Instead, you see a fitness coach, virtual fitness coach, and you can tell him what you are interested in doing, and he sees your environment, and he can design a course for you immediately. Or if you are,、uh, let's say, if you are you, if you are hoping to generate a PRD, write write a marketing material, right? So all these all these. Services or content can be generated by AI in the real time, depending on what you want. So, just like write a prompt, AI will throw to you all the content and services that you want. That's going to be the third phase, AI agent. And after that, there there's going to be the fourth phase, which is、um, AGI to the service field is going to be like the made order to. Manufacturing. So let's imagine, like before made order, the way. You know the, the the constant approach for manufacturing is everything starts from the supply side. The supply side comes with design, comes with materials, produces the products, and distributes to the demand side. But with made to order, things changed. Everything starts from the demand side. I have a request. I send to the factory. Factory produces it and distributes to me. AGI and generative AI in combination will bring to the service world exactly the same effect. Everything starts from the demand side. So let's imagine I open a PC every day in the morning, and I tell the AI what my workflow looks like. I draw the workflow on the on a board, and the AI will design the app for me. AI will build the app for me, and all the existing apps or services that we see nowadays will become behind the screen. Will become suppliers for the new kind of like generative generative apps or generative software. That's that's what. The fourth phase is gonna look like, in our point of view, and so when we built this business, we thought that MindOS as a startup aims needs to aim for you know further landscape than the the, the large companies.、Um, so we envisioned ourselves to aim for the third phase, even at the very beginning. So even at like two years ago, we thought about MindOS as a name, and it's an operating system for everyone to create their own AI agents. And that's what we aim at the the third phase. And we think that、uh, you know, starting from twenty twenty two, we built this we built this MindOS platform. And for now,、um, at least according to many of our users, it seems to be one of the most complete platforms to build an AI agent right now. And since、uh, more and more people are talking about AI agents, we think that we are in a very good position to、uh, to provide value to a lot of people who are you know who have. Who are very creative, who have great ideas of how AI agents can power their work and their their friends' work, and、uh, we are here to like provide this value to to people. So, can you elaborate on these AI、uh, agents? I mean, how are how is it being currently used? You know, maybe give some use cases. Yeah, absolutely. So, so one of the things about AI agents is you imagine that you imagine that.、Uh, You know, large language models that we we use for like ChatGPT, right?、Uh, I believe a lot of people, a lot of people have used interacted with ChatGPT, and it's it's fantastic. It, it, it provides a lot of value. It、uh, completes a lot of tasks, but it doesn't have memories, and it doesn't have its own personality. And so it's more like a, it, you know, if we if we make a metaphor about human brain, then LLMs are more like the neur- the the frontal cortex of neuro of our brain. It does amazing computing. It's very smart, but it doesn't have the memories and everything. And so,、um, AI agent is this. You know, with agent framework, it has more capabilities. So it's it has that 
for instance, the memories. It also has the uh, the different types of uh, th- chain of thought, um, the service, the services capabilities, um, and a lot of things. So it's basically like a digital being that can do a lot of things. And you can you can define this digital being's um, biography, like its personality, and uh, you can you can give the digital being some specific domain knowledge. Um, and and make the digital being more aware of your domain, and so he or she becomes an expert in something. And so, with AI agents, um, every AI agent can be different from each other. So this is very different idea from using one ChatGPT that to serve every task, and that ChatGPT becomes a killer app and can do everything. I think the key issue is that. When we think about human-to-human interaction, we naturally think about every person with his strength, his personality, and we want to interact. We naturally want to interact with different people. So, even for instance, when we are doing financial planning, and and there are many financial planners, we naturally think about, oh, he is very good at long-term planning. He looks at company fundamentals. He looks at the macro economy, and he analyzes the macro macro trends and does like five-year planning. So, if I do long-term planning, I go I go to this guy, and another guy is very good at quantitative. Analysis, and he's very good at like doing short-term trades. So if I want to do like one or two days trades, I'll go. I'll go to this guy, and so we naturally have like understanding towards different people. And I think that's a more natural way for us to interact, and it's also a very natural and trustworthy way for us to interact with machines. And so AI agents is the same. The same thing uh, on MindOS, we allow people to create those 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 workflow. Um, it's pretty much like thought of chain, a chain of thought. Sorry, it's 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 like when you, it's like you can define how an AI thinks. So, for instance, let's take an, let's take the financial planner as an example again. Um, if someone cares about PE ratio, he can define the financial analyst as someone who is very good at analyzing PE ratio and 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 reproduces his logic of analysis to the AI agent onto the AI agent and if someone is very good at analyzing the financial reports financial uh, statements from the companies then his agents will be able will, will care more about like companies who are about to publish their financial analysis in the in the coming quarter and will focus more on the on analyzing the statements and so you can have like different agents representing different people's thought and whoever i believe in i can talk to him and try to gain different different uh, ideas or different opinions. And that's very interesting use case already. And some other use cases that we see on this, uh, uh, on our platform. Uh, so basically it can be good salespeople for different brands. And we know that different brands have different personalities or narratives. Some brands tend to be more, uh, more, more interactive and, 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 you know, uh, lively. And some brands need, tend to be more uh, cautious um, and and more you know mature, um, and so given the AI agent's different personalities and allowing it to perform consistently with that personality will allow the brands to interact with people in a more natural as well as more consistent way. Um, of course, we saw a lot of other uh, great applications as well. Uh, so you know, one one of the uh, users on our platform is a medical doctor. 
And he created a, a patient on our platform with AI agent framework. So that he uploaded the patient, uh, the patient, you know, problems uh, to the patient. So the patient really becomes a patient with specific problem. And he asks his students to talk to the patient in, you know, and diagnose in, in, in the end what problem goes on with the patient. And he judges his, scores his students based on the sequence of the questions and the way they ask the questions. And so basically their students needs to, needs to be able to diagnose what, what's going on with the patient. And it provides a very good, uh, you know, a case for like education uh, outside of like coursework, you can you can have like simulative work, and so that provides with students more un- understanding and more empathy towards patients. Um, so yeah, really a lot of applications can happen. So I think the general guidance is just to think about AI agents like real human beings. The way you train them, the way you use them, is really like how you how you train or or uh, work together with your coworker. Eventually, you're saying, I mean, not just the financial industry. I mean, possibly all po- industries, you know, whether it's the retail, doctors, or yeah. all these industries are, are going to have these agents who's going to be communicating with the consumers and and you know figuring exactly. out the problems and solving all the problems. Super exciting. How's the funding being leveraged, and what's the price? plan at this point time. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about the funding first. So uh, we were we secured two rounds of funding last year since, since the establishment. Uh, the first round was led by Sequoia in China, now called Hongshan, uh, after their rebranding and uh, and followed by some other uh, very good uh, tier one VCs. And the second tier was uh, was was led by Xingu and also and also followed by PMP. Um, so we have really good uh, top tier, you know, international investors um, supporting us since the last year. And right now we are uh, actually at the third round of fundraising. So anyone, if you're interested, feel feel, feel free to reach out to me. Um, And in terms of the, you know, in terms of the pricing, um, current pricing, we have like four tiers. Um, so I'm not talking about like pricing in terms of the company, like valuation. I'm talking about pricing for the users. <laughs> so if you're, so if you hear like, oh, we're priced at nine, 9.9 US dollars. No, that's not the valuation. Okay. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, our pricing is in four tiers. One, one tier is that if you bring your own open AI API key uh, and within 200 queries per month, it's completely free. Um, and the second tier is, Still, if you bring your own OpenAI API key uh, and for unlimited queries per month, if you if you really want to like use it free, uh, freely uh, every day and, and extensively. So that only costs $9.9 per month, US dollars. Um, and third tier is that if you don't have your own API, OpenAI API key, um, that's also fine within uh, 500 queries per month, we charge for uh, 15 US dollars. And the last year is for unlimited queries. And still, if you don't have your own OpenAI API key, then we charge for 49 US dollars per month. So those are the standard pricing. And if you are looking to deploy the, the, the AI agents onto your website and you're expecting uh, uh, you know, sizable traffic on your website, so for the sake of like better performance on the website, uh, you need to have like more you know, API, more, more keys, more, more access. Um, and in that case, we have the enterprise plan, and it's on one-on-one discussion. Right. So this is going to be a broad question, Kisan. You know, there are a lot of these entrepreneurs, um, students who want to get in the space, in you know, a space of AI, space of generative AI, put their startups together. Uh, 
what would you be your advice to them where where should they start from i myself is an entrepreneur a startup so i'm probably um only speaking from my own understanding from my own experience and it could be limited um i know I totally agree. First of all, I totally agree with Sam Altman saying, like, if you're a startup and you start something on with generative AI, do start with your um, proprietary data because with in a world of AI, data is the key. And LLMs are already leveraging all the open source, all open open website, you know, open internet data. So it's it's very knowledgeable already. But what's what it cannot do is all the proprietary data in certain fields. And so if you're a startup. And if you have proprietary data in certain fields, that gives you tremendous advantage and build it out and try to leverage the LLM in a way that you have data in your memory sector and you have the frontal cortex. There's a lot of things that you can do. Um, and another interesting dimension I think of is to focus on the application layer, because nowadays when we think about you know, AI, we there's a lot of like fancy imagination and and people think it can do anything but really when we when we talk to chat gpt or when we talk to a lot of like ai tools currently in the market they're they're still far away from completing the last mile uh so for instance with image editing a lot of people still use mid-journey or a lot of image editing tools for uh inspiration for brainstorming but for it to be used in businesses you have to deal with, you know, um, patent, you have to deal with like, you know, uh, copyright infringement, uh, and you have to deal with, you know, how it combines with your logo and specific small edits uh, and a lot of things. So with marketing uh, text as text generation as well with marketing materials, you also need to do like the last bit of edit by yourself. And so, those kind of editing are still largely done with traditional software like words, PowerPoint, etc. And so if there is startups that can combine these generative AI, very sexy models with uh, the last mile of editing and publishing. So that saves people a lot of a lot of time and increases the efficiency by large. And that is something interesting as well. Um, and another another thing for like startups, not only looking to build generative AI related startups, but also um, but also looking to you know general startups looking to build anything e-commerce, etc. Uh, the my general suggestion is that given that AI is such a big trend and everyone is embracing it right now, and the technology is you know, uh, increasing exponentially at, at exponential uh, pace. For any startups trying to build any kind of any sort of apps, think about the combination of GUI with LUI. Think about how generative AI can bring value to your app. Trying to make your app or software AI native from day one, because otherwise it's it's going to be like harder to combine all the data and to and to and to you know rebuild it afterwards. So like think about like the AI native applications from day one. So that's my general suggestions from my perspective the 
acceleration of technology you mentioned about proprietary data you know if, if if a startup needs to start in the gen ai space but largely i think you know most of the the the, the top gen ai uh, gen ai startups have leveraged uh, you know public facing data and that's the reason i mean if you're seeing at least those text to images you know you have these uh, you know images spawning off of of these well known artists so that yeah. obviously is 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 a problem now yeah. you know this whole tech acceleration space i mean if you can if you can stick and stick to that topic and talk talk about that that's that's leading to you know automation what i'm trying to say is that you know the, these uh, gen ai platforms these no code pl- platforms are also maybe making these coders you know engineers also redundant i mean not redundant in a way where it's completely disappearing but then there's a lot of these engineers are losing the job because there are these gen ai startups which does you know code you writes the code for you it does data analytics and so on and so forth and this is just 2023 you know could you paint a picture of how do you see this panning out maybe in the next 10 years does ai take all of these uh uh industries over does coding get redundant what's what's your overall view on uh, the way tech is accelerating yeah that's a very thought provoking question um so i you know first of all i think i think like for every industry technology is not going to replace the best people in each industry so the best people will only be you know be better with the enhancement of technology but that said given the technology you know from industrial revolution to currently ai it try it, it replaces the average or below average people performers in in, in certain industries and that's a, that's going to be a trend and so we see that there is industry redistribution um, or labor redistribution so for instance with industrial revolution a lot of people have um have changed their jobs to become uh you know a knowledge worker instead of like labor uh in the in labor markets selling physical physical work um but with ai the 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 very ironic thing is uh it does so well in 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 you know learning knowledge in provide in generating texts in doing things that knowledge workers are able to do and so what can what can we focus on if you know we are not the best people in our industries um and that's a i mean that's a question that remains in the society i i don't i don't think like nowadays we have a great solution i don't think like any government in the world has great solution to um to help those people figure out a way um to to generate value to the society um i think that's going to be from my perspective uh, that's going to be a a main issue that government together with ai companies together with all the large companies need to work together to try to solve this problem and especially when generative ai or llms use so many open web data and all these web, open web data is generated by people we you know every one of us collectively and i do think that ai companies who are utilizing those data needs to give value back to people everywhere in the society because it utilizes they utilizes all the data from everyone in the society and so there needs to be a way that you provide value back to the people um and sam altman's ubi is probably one of the solutions um but i think you know a better solution would be not only to like give value back to people but also 
helping them figure out a way to continuously provide value to the society. Because a lot of times we as individuals are not looking to like just having passive income. We are looking to actively provide value to the society so that we feel sense of achievement. And that is something that AI companies need to think about. And um, we have certain approaches, but we are you know, we are still far away from like solving this problem and, and, and we're any, in any ways a small company. But we think that in the future when everyone can train their AI agents in a certain way um, and what we are developing right now is not only you upload your proprietary data, but also you talk to the AI. You try to like train the AI as a teacher and student and the AI can go out and do a lot of like skill, a lot of a lot of work for you, but we try to secure the economic return for the AI and that economic return can go back to you. And so everyone can create very unique AI and produce services or value to a small group of people um, and secure the, the economic return. So that's what we think, but we're still think, we still think that we are far away from like having that problem solved. And I do I hope that um, you know people like Sam Altman, Elon Musk, or governments in different world can come together and try to think about solutions. Yes, so so this is such a urgent conversation that I think yeah. we uh, as a society need to ask because uh, a world, unfortunately or, or fortunately, has have ninety percent of average or low average people. And I guess that's what makes the world beautiful. And there's this possibly 10%, which exactly. is like really, really intelligent or, or, exactly. or the ones who are yeah. building the world. But I, I guess the diversity and inclusiveness of, you know, different, you know, people, culture, uh, you know, low IQ, high IQ makes the world interesting. If the world only had the Elon Musk, it's I think, you know, powerful. the world would be extremely boring. But how do we make... Uh, the low average or even the average people compensated in, in this world, which is going to be completely tech driven, because I think almost all the companies today, which is physical, largely are going to be metaverse based company or AI based company and tech based companies. And then uh, sometimes I wonder what's going to happen about those people who are largely doing these physical businesses, where where would they go? Would they be left out? Uh, you know, so so that, that that itself is is a very scary situation. Possibly UBI is, is the uh, answer because I, I don't even understand what the world could look like in a 10 to 15 years roadmap with, with the way the tech is accelerating and if gen ai we, we have low code and possibly no code tools and possibly maybe if gen ai or ai is automating every specific task what a human can do what mm -hmm. would where would uh, you know the humans be left you know so so would would AGI be an answer? You know, I mean, uh, a, a, I mean, today, you know, there, there's two camps. You know, one is saying AGI is going to be an existential risk. Second is saying that AGI is going to be that that uh, tech stack which is going to lead us to human evolution. You guys are working on AGI. Can you elaborate on you know what uh, uh, you know AGI is or could be, and what could be the most likely approach of building AGI, and what would the world look like you know when we have AGI? It's, it's a broad question, but would would be great to have your views on it. Right. Um, so, with regards to technical perspective, you know, technological advancement, I think. 
one very interesting breakthrough we saw last year is with um, the appearance of like ChatGPT and OpenAI was adopting this this approach, combining LLM with reinforcement learning. And people previously thought that one framework uh, will lead to if we if we do it well, will lead to AGI. But what OpenAI shows to people is probably well, there is a possibility that we combine different frameworks together. And what we are, you know, at Mindverse, what we are trying to do is to combine. LLMs not only with reinforcement learning, but also uh, you know to combine LLMs with uh, neuro neuroscience inspired approaches. So uh, so for instance, I mean it's a it's a very interesting research field uh, right now because we have like you know um, symbolic AI, we have LLMs, we have neuro inspired approaches, and all, all, all of these frameworks have a lot of believers, but trying to combine both, uh, that requires a lot of engineering work. Um, and we try to combine these approaches to potentially, you know, achieve uh, achieve some certain values. So one, one is that LLMs can become more efficient or capable of incorporating more, uh, more and more biologically realistic feature. Um, and secondly, is that, you know, uh, neuroscience, research can also benefit from a lot of like tools and techniques. And as mentioned, we, you know, human brain is very complicated and beautiful and LLMs can serve as very, you know, good function, you know, uh, frontal, frontal cortex, but understanding human brains more will allow the LLMs in combination with a uh, neuroscience network to achieve more together. Um, and that could pro- potentially push AGI forward for more. And my co-founder, Dr. Tao, has been uh, studying this approach since 2020. Um, and he has a he has a neurosymbolic lab before we founded this company. And that lab has a lot, around like 30-ish people. And some of them are neuro, neuroscience uh, neuroscientists. And some of them are like brain scientists and they together studied how, you know, human brain works and that can be combined with LLMs. And so we are in the development of like this very new approach. Um, And for now, what you see is that this very basic concept can help us build very flexible and, um, and, and, and good performing fine tuning framework. And in the future, it might be able to do more. So, uh, so stay tuned on that. Um, but on the other hand, when it comes to like AG, what AGI can bring to this world, um, I'm optimistic and pessimist, pessimistic in the same time because <laughs> a lot of times it really, and it's it's very it's very hard to like forecast what exactly a new technology will bring to this world. Um, but the thing that we can do is to you know, try to have more discussions, uh, more critical discussions at the very early stage and uh, try to avoid any bad consequences and to have good faith in human in human society. And I think on the optimistic side, what AGI can bring to this world is more, you know, more people can unleash their creativity and critical thinking. Because nowadays, when you think about our educational path, our, our work path, we spend so much time educating ourselves and try to remember all these facts, you know, whenever it's history, it's science, there's a lot of facts that we, we need to remember that we need to, we need to like, you know, learn at early stage, but with AGI, we can actually learn much faster and we don't have to, you know, learn all these facts all at once. We can probably like learn about the, the framework, the logic, 
and um, and have AGI remember all these facts for us and become our you know ex- external brain. And when AGI can serve as a more advanced search engine or a task machine, each one of us can focus on rather than can focus more on rather than answering questions. Uh, we can focus more on asking questions. And if our core skills become asking questions, then we can ask a lot of very interesting questions and ask AI to solve it. And that's what that's what you know Elon Musk is trying to build like with X AI, trying to trying to find the secrets of the universe. What a sexy topic! And there are a lot of things that we can we can tar- we can we can definitely use AI to do like all these scientific research, all these uh, very interesting uh, very interesting experiments on. On, on culture experiments on human on on company organization etc those can be done in a sim, in a in a simulative environment um, that's also in combination with like metaverse and AI so a lot of things can be done and all these things will need people to do it so on the op- optimistic side I think like everyone in the future can focus on a research topic that he or she is very interested in and don't have to worry about work or making money right yeah. You, you mentioned about Elon Musk and his company XAI, and he's working on uh, the the topic you mentioned, understanding reality. And and there are times, you know, he he's mentioned that the reality itself is completely simulated. You know, it's not just him. You know, there's others like you know Donald of my of yeah. man and many others who say that you know we we living in a sim- simulated uh, world. You know, what 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 are your thoughts on that? <laughs> That's wild thought. Um, I would, I mean. I tend to believe that too, <laughs> but I will leave it to AI to solve that problem for us to find out the truth. <laughs> I think there are a better way because they can they can escape from the Earth. They can they can go to the Mars and go outside of the universe and try to find out the truth, right? <laughs> right, 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 fair enough. Uh, okay, yeah. so it was lovely, lovely talking to you. Uh, would you uh, leave us with you know your product predictions on what the ten years is the next ten years is going to look like and the future roadmap of Mindverse AI? Um, yeah, that's very interesting question. Um, so I think what we are trying to build is a human AI uh, co-working network. So professional professional network. So just imagine a network with uh, you know LinkedIn-like network with AI as as digital beings in there, and you can make friends with them. You can ask them to 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 help you finish a task. You can hire them, or you can you can you can basically create some of them yourself, um, and that network can also integrate with a lot of like software or apps itself and can already have a lot of jobs done within the network itself and all the economic returns are secured within that within that network so that's what we're trying to build um and that's why our company name is called mindverse we hope that it's a it's going to be a multiverse with ai and uh, ai and human beings collaborating with each other and uh trying to you know define a lot of things and 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 with a lot of possibilities Thank you, Kisan. Really, really appreciate you taking time and being part of the podcast. Wish you and your team the very best. And to my listeners, if you like what you see in here, then please press the subscribe button. And until next time, see you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Kisan. Really appreciate this. Yeah, thank you, Eddie. Very interesting yeah. discussions. <laughs>